What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Ville Guy, the podcast. Today, I have some people here with me, some people I really enjoy talking to. I got Spider and Ooh, Rob yeah. from <laughs> yeah. This Uncanny Earth. How y'all doing today? Hey, DeVille, what's going on, man? Fabulous. Hey, man, first and foremost, I want to thank y'all for that dope shirt that you guys sent me. Uh, I liked it. It fit just right. So, nice. So, nice. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I feel like it's going to be a conversation starter when I put that shirt on. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I sent that out the, the, the day, um, or that night, I was like, hey, uh, you know, because we weren't able to make last week, we were in West Virginia, um, well, we were getting ready to go. We weren't in. Yeah. But uh, we were just so tired, man. I had been going through so much during the week trying to get ready. Then we had a show on Thursday. And then you, you sent me a message like, hey. Uh, and I was like, oh, totally just <laughs> slipped my mind. I sent it to him. He's like, oh. And we both just, everybody just kind of went, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, it's like that sometimes. Wah, you know, wah, wah. You know uh, but we're here now. Yes. So, right. Yes. Because we, we made a promise that we would come on. Because we love your show, um, we like what you talk about. You got some pretty interesting topics, and uh, we enjoy it. So that's why we're here. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Uh, so you guys just got back from West Virginia. What were you out there for? Was it? A, I'll let was Spider it, go ahead. Was it business? One. Was it for the podcast? Well, um, it was a little bit of both. I mean, we were out there mostly to uh, to cover the Fleetwoods. Monster Festival. Flatwoods. Fl- I keep saying Fleetwoods. I don't know. That's a, that's, that's a Cadillac spider. That's a, I keep thinking, maybe I'm thinking of like Fleetwood Mac or something. I don't know. I'm not even a big fan. Um, the Flatwoods. Flatwood Flatwood. Monster Festival. Because uh, because in the it's the 60s, right? Back in uh, 62? No, 52. 52. They had a, an encounter with what they eventually called the Flatwoods Green Monster. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a pretty famous local legend down there. And um, so they celebrate it every year in some form. And they hadn't done it for a few years, and this was the first year that they'd done it. And, you know, us, we're into, we're into cryptids, and we're into creepy beasts and all kinds of stuff like that. So we thought, well, you know, let's go down there. Let's see what it's all about. Uh, Rob, he's a, he's a huge fan of West Virginia already because he's got family down there. And and so he loves it down there, and he would just stay all the time. He <laughs> would stay all the time. But uh, it just, it, it's it's nice to kind of like it, I I feel I don't know when I'm down there, and I don't know if this is the conspiracy part of me, but uh-huh. you know we have a lot of cell towers around here in Ohio, and you can't like throw a rock without finding one. And down there, you don't really see them. And it just I felt like my head was a little bit clearer down there than it is in Ohio, and mm. people are a lot nicer too, man. They don't. And people in Ohio, let me tell you something about people in Ohio. We're always mad because the weather is always weird. We're always mad. Like, so we'll plan, we'll be like, hey, come over. We're gonna, I'm gonna grill on Saturday. Yeah. Weather looks good through the week. Come Saturday, <laughs> lightning, thunder, everything you can think of. Yeah. So and then and then when it's during the work week, it's all nice and sunny. So yeah, we're we're always mad. We're always mad. Always. Oh, 
man, that, that's like here in Georgia. We'll get every season in one day. You know, yep. you, you wake up in the winter, you know, get summer around midday, fall in the afternoon. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, you don't know how to dress in Georgia. You never can really predict how to be comfortable uh, as far as dressing wise in Georgia. But uh, this, this Flatwoods monster, you think this is a celebration. So is it this like a, a friendly monster, like the Cookie Monster or something? Or why are they <laughs> no, celebrate? Uh, why is there a festival based around a monster? Well, I mean, it didn't attack anybody, right? It it, no. it basically just frightened a bunch of people uh-huh. and scared the crap out of a bunch of people. And actually, to be fair, it's kind of an interesting thing because while they celebrated, there's still one of the people living today who was involved in the sighting. He was a kid at the time. He was there and he saw it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like talking about it. He's, nah. It's like a, a thing for him. And he, he like refuses interviews and things like that. He's just like, no, oh, man, I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. It's just, it, it's in the past. It's, it's a monster. So it's weird that of everybody that's there who celebrates it, the person who was actually directly involved in it is still around. Is kind of like, nah, nah, mm-hmm. you, you leave me out of that. Um, but they've made it kind of a local thing. Like in Point Pleasant, they've got the Mothman. Yeah. Yep. And everybody loves the Mothman. They've got that huge statue. They, yep. they do the Mothman Festival. So this is kind of the same thing. It's less that they're kind of like trying to embrace the monster as like, ooh, there was a monster here. And more is like, it's a mystery. And it draws yep. in the tourism and it brings in people who might otherwise not have thought about it. And then they stay for other things. Like they've got, uh, um, they've got campsites, which some of them are. Some of them are okay, and some of them are terrible. Um, <laughs> you found that out Did you just forget? Um, I, I'm trying to forget the ones that were terrible, because there were many that we ran into just where we were that were terrible. But I'm sure there are many that are better than that that we just didn't see. Oh, you, he, he's talking about the campgrounds, because yeah. we... Yeah. So, what we tried to do is what we wanted to do, right? Because we went tent camping. Mm-hmm. We figured we could cut some costs off by just going tent camping, um, instead of like trying to get a hotel or anything like that, because that would have ran us a couple hundred bucks a night. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we ended up spending, I think, forty bucks. Uh, so what I did was we got we got uh, we we got this campsite at B Run, and we uh, um, we just we just got two campsites. Yeah. So that he could have his campsite and I could have mine, and then we kind of had the fire in the middle of the two, and the picnic bench was in the middle of the two. So this way, mm-hmm. the tents were in our own set. Separate spots because we both took our own tents, um, and then we would cook and, and eat and hang out like in the middle, uh, just just kind of hang on stuff. And before that, we were I think we drove around. We got there at like three o'clock. We got there around three o'clock p.m. on Friday. We didn't find a campsite till almost five o'clock because we kept driving around looking. Um, oh, the one worse. place it was almost six o'clock. It was almost six o'clock. Right, the one place. Uh, was cool until you realized that they closed off Camp A and Camp B, the two tent campsites. So you actually had to have an RV there uh, to camp because they had electric hookups. We wanted electric hookups because we brought radio, we brought radios, you know, and things like that. And then we could get showers in and all that because yeah. that came with the with the thing. Well, that they couldn't, they didn't do that. So. We just got primitive camping, and for those that don't know what that is, that's basically just you put tents up. There's no electricity, so we had a fire. Uh, we cooked some food over the fire. We we grilled. We camp stowed it. We did it all, man. And yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, roughing it like some people say. That's yeah, right. yeah. There, there was no uh, no. 
No softness. Uh oh, Some, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my kitchen. <laughs> ah, his kitchen's possessed. So don't well, worry. hey, as long as it's uncanny, we we run. <laughs> she can be a little uncanny sometimes. I'm sure she'll probably explain <laughs> it to you someday. <laughs> now, were you guys hoping deep down inside? Were you hoping that you might run into that Flatwoods monster out there? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Always. Always. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just I was like, what's the uh, what's like the origin story of it? Is, is if it's not right. if it's not going to be no, overwhelming no, no. for you to tell it. No, nah, no. Nah. So in 1952, Kathleen May, her two sons, Freddie and Ed May, Eugene Lemon, who I'm related to, Whoa. his dog, Ronnie. Ronnie Silver, I think, I, and pardon me if I get the Neil Nunley and Ronnie Silver or Silver. Sorry if I if I get that wrong, people. Um, they saw the UFO. Well, actually, the two boys did, I believe, saw it. Then they saw like a crash, like a meteorite crash. So they went and got their friends and their mom, and they went up to check on it. Well, when they got to the the area where the meteorite, where they thought was a meteorite crash, it was actually a flying saucer. So coming out of the flying saucer was a the flatwoods green monster um and it started coming towards them uh so they took off running and they they didn't um stick around to see what you know what was going to happen uh and that pretty much started the craze but there had been uh other sightings of this flatwoods green monster um a guy over in frametown had a sighting Mm -hmm. And a lady, I believe, in the same area, or maybe like in Gasaway, which is right next to Flatwoods, mm-hmm. um, was going to the store. She was. It was like a ten-mile walk to the store because you had to go this big round, like you had to go around the place. So she just cut through a field with her and her friend. So they were cutting through, saw like a fireball come to them, fly away, and in its place was the was another Flatwoods green monster, supposedly. Um, the only difference in all three tales was the one in Frametown where it looked like the Flatwoods Green Monster actually was a suit, like a space suit, and half of it was taken off, and it was a, uh, a reptilian, so to speak. And that's the only difference between the three stories of the Flatwoods Green Monster um, in terms of what it looked like. They, uh, for the most part, um, and you can, you can, I would, I would urge your, uh, your listeners to Google the Flatwoods Green Monster, because I can't really explain it. Yeah. You have to see the picture itself in order to understand what I'm talking about. They also call it the, the Braxton County Monster. Yep. So or Braxy like, uh, for short. <laughs> yeah, Braxy is the nickname they gave it, because uh, as uh, Andrew Smith, who's the, the the curator of the Flatwoods Monster Museum, Shouts out he, to told Andrew us, uh, he told us that uh, there had been a documentary person coming through, filmmaker, and he called up and he said, hey, does this monster have like a, a cutesy little nickname like Nessie, like the Loch Ness monster and stuff? And and he's like, I don't think so. And the guy's like, All right, well, let me think about it. And he came back with Braxy, which is based on Braxton County. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was um, in preparation to talk to you guys. I was trying to find some cool Georgia monster, but I wasn't able to find anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> hey, there is one. There's got to be one there somewhere, man. It's gotta be. Gotta be. But every everything that I was able to find, it was either it revolved around some type of ghost or something about a plantation or a hanging tree. And I was like, no, I want I want a monster. I want I want a Georgia monster that I can talk about. But I didn't find one. Well, but, the thing with Georgia too is it's so deeply rooted 
um, in Civil War history. Yeah. You know, so you're definitely going to. And I've been to Georgia. I've been to uh, Jekyll Island. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It's a really cool place. It's hot. My God, that place is hot. <laughs> Even yeah. as a kid, I remember being hot. Sweet. I remember just, just yeah, like just all sorts of just, uh. but we were by the beach. So when you're by the beach, man, that heat don't really matter. You just jump in the ocean. So it was cool. It was cool. Um, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. See, that's a tough one because Georgia is more known for its Civil War history. Yeah. Um, actually, here, I just found right here, you have, uh, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Altamaha Ha, which is in Georgia folklore, it is a legendary creature alleged to inhabit the myriad small streams and abandoned rice fields near the mouth of the Altama, let me see, Altamaha River in southeastern Georgia, United States. Ooh, Sightings okay. are particularly reported around Darien and elsewhere in McIntosh County, wherever that is. No, no idea what it is. So there you go. Your search, your search engine just so tuned in that it was like, I guess when the video searches, my mom was like, "What the hell are you? What the hell are you looking for?" The monsters are are hiding you, from you. They're like, "No, no, he's looking." You don't want to talk about LeBron James anymore? Why are you searching? <laughs> well, you start searching monsters. But I did notice though, and I thought this was just uh, something that was in my neck of the woods when I used to when I was younger, teenage years, living in Boston. I know we had this, uh, this they called it Spook Road or Dead Woman's Road, something like that. But when it was one of those spots where if you park your car and put it in neutral, the car roll up the hill. I remember we, well, my friend taking me to that and scared the shit out of me before I learned out about how you know <laughs> gravitational pulls and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I noticed there's a few of those uh, in Georgia. But and then I ran across something else. The, uh, are you familiar with the, the I believe it's the Grunchy people? No, what's that? Oh, man, this is in Louisiana. So uh, how it goes is these a group of albinos and dwarfs had to live on, like, the edges of society because they were believed, you know, when you had an anomaly, you was believed we have something to do with the devil. So through them interbreeding, they turned into these albino dwarves that eat goats and sometimes people. So they have a whole grungy road. So they, 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 they say that if you're ever on this road and you see a goat or something on the side of the road, you never stop and get out of your car because it's a trap, basically. They're trying to get you out of the car and they're going to drag you off and eat your heart, your liver, and your flesh. And I was like, wow, I never heard that one before. Now, I don't... Uh, try to act like I'm an expert in this type of stuff, but you know, a lot of times when you right, hear different right. things, it's kind of, especially when it, when things are kind of regional. You've heard them before. I was like the grunchy people. I wonder if, if uh, uh, Rob and Spider know about the grunchy people. It sounds nah, like uh, it Georgia. Sounds like Georgia chupacabra. Now, now this well, the chupacabra I don't think is. Uh, is an like this here, like what I'm looking, it's an inbred yeah. clan of albino dwarf people who live in the woods and eat goats and humans. Yeah. And I think the chupacabra is more of like a creature. I don't think it's oh, yeah. I don't think it's a human though. I thought I thought the chupacabra was more of like a dog like the goat thing sounded right. similar. Yeah, because chupacabras love goats, man. That's if you're going if you're gonna if you got a chupacabra as a pet, you feed her the goat. They'll eat a goat. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's possible with with New Orleans, man, with Louisiana, with all the voodoo and the bayous and all that, man. You don't know what's living down there. Like, yeah. and it's hot, man. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, isn't there yeah, some? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Isn't yeah. there some legends about uh, West Virginia, like uh, some? I don't know what they were called or whatever, but isn't there supposed to be like tales of inbred folk living up in the mountains in West Virginia and eating people and stuff like that? Uh, I don't think I don't think there's any legends about people getting ate in West there's Virginia. There's probably I mean there's probably you get like those hill folk, hills have ice types. There might be like yeah. a couple urban legends revolving around them, but you get that and in any like I mean, even though West Virginia isn't considered like the South, yeah. per se, till you get to Virginia, it's still Southy enough that you kind of get those right. kind of deliverance kind of stuff going on too. Sometimes. <laughs> 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 you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> is that, that's, that's nah, not movie, there though. Is that the movie where the guy was like uh, squeal like a pig? Is that the same movie? Yeah, squeal like a same pig. movie. Yeah. Same movie. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. that was creepy. You don't really... So the thing with West Virginia is it was... I don't know if it still is, but it, it was one of the poorest states in the nation. So people had to do whatever it took to survive. Um, now, eating flesh and all that. But I know, like, deep in the hollers where, you know, I've been to these places. Like, you got to take uh, a... Uh, and it was someone with a four by with four by four because you can't go in a normal car. Like we, I couldn't have drove to these, these places yeah. in my car. There'd have been no way. Um, so you have to take like a Jeep Wrangler or like a Jeep or any SUV would do it with four by four. And you climb over these hills and like you get back in there, man. Like mm-hmm. it's no joke. I've been back in those places. Now, hey, you know, one of our campsites that we stopped to look at was one of those places. Oh that yeah, dude. Bad. So so we were so we were coming back from looking at campsites. And I was like, let's try this one. And it was kind of, it just said camping. It didn't say nothing else. Because the, the campsites that we had actually looked at were uh, um, army, um, not army, but like, it was like the, it was like the army national parks kind of thing. Because back in the day, the army would go through to help build the, the, the roads and things like that. The Civil Defense Corp would yeah. go through and help build the roads all over the United States. I think that started with Eisenhower. And they would build all over the, you know, because they'd have to use dynamite and stuff like that when mm-hmm. it got to be mountainous regions. You can't just build, you know, so they would dynamite. The Army Corps of Engineers, that's what it was. Uh, and they have, like, their own campsites. And these were all, like, official campsites. You got to fill out a form, you put your money in this envelope, and then you put it in the, uh, in, in kind of like a drop box. And it's locked. It's like a padlock drop box. And so we went to this one, and man, man. <laughs> Silent Hill vibes all day. We're driving and there's nobody there, right? Till you get to the last uh, RV and there's some people hanging out. I waved. They kind of looked at me like I was crazy. The uh, the owner's RV was like, beware of dog. The owner was nowhere to be found. We drove into the mm. place and then drove out and didn't see no owner. Um, I was ready to just, as soon as anybody came out with a shotgun, I said, somebody's getting ran over. I was not, not well, playing plus around. the road. The road was like yeah. barely wide enough to fit like a small vehicle. Like we were lucky we didn't have a truck or anything. We would have never made it down that road without tumbling no. down the side of the cliff. No, no, it, it it was it was straight up like Silent Hill. Um, 
what are you doing around here, boy, type yeah. stuff. So yeah. needless to say, that was an adventure, and then we ended up yeah. going back to find our camp spot. But and man, it was who it was creepy. It was creepy for sure. It was creepy. Yeah, you, you guys definitely were gonna get into some breeding up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you kind of pretty. But Come here, Come here boy, you looking real pretty today. Real pretty today. <laughs> but uh okay, now on the conspiracy note. Uh oh. Now you guys that this is a lightweight conspiracy, but it, I'm just wanna talk about it cause it's just it's fresh. You do you guys keep up with uh NFL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, what, sure do you, do. what do you think about the conspiracy that this whole time Antonio Brown and his camp mastermind his whole outrage, all the shenanigans he's been pulling off to get him to the Patriots? What do you, do you think that's that's pretty accurate? What's your assessment of that? See, with with the NFL and and all that, uh, it's possible. You know, I think the 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 only way to really prove um, that it was possible is to go into both Belichick's bank account and Antonio Brown's uh, bank account and see if there was any funds. Now, obviously, payments could have made in a, uh, uh, been made in a duffel bag in cash. Yeah, you know, if I would see Antonio Brown out just kind of walk around, I wouldn't know who he is. Um, and but I, I follow I, football decently. I probably would because he always has the weird haircut. I think that's what would – because first I'd be like, who the hell is this guy with the weird haircut? And then the second thought would probably be, oh, that's Antonio Brown. <laughs> he, he was well, rocking see, that Nino Brown. Um, you remember New Jack City? He had that Nino Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, see – the thing about no uh, the thing about Pro Bowl nowadays is, and this is a theory I've had for a while, because you know when you're watching, if you're at a Pro Bowl game, right, mm-hmm. and then they've got commercial break timeouts for the TV cameras, yeah. where everything will just stop. There's like no actual timeout. Everybody just suddenly stops, stands around, waits for a second while there's a commercial break. And you're like, why? Because Pro Bowl is like WWE now. Yeah, it, it's like it's there's parts of it that just aren't really. It just it seems kind of fake. So if you take that into account, you've got storylines, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the whole Brown thing is it's a storyline. It's an angle. Yeah, you know, I actually had started thinking that way a couple years back. Just like this, some things would just fall too into place. You know, story wise, mm-hmm. for who wins the the uh, who wins the Super Bowl or who wins this mm-hmm. specific game. It's like, oh yeah, this guy his mom died last week or his mom died during the game and he went in the back room and cried but then he laced up his cleats and came back out and caught the winning <laughs> touchdown you like that's the movie stuff right there man right but I but that's why the patriots always win all the time because it's the america team right and exactly. so they're the good guys they have to win it's in the storyline yeah. they have to win <laughs> now the the thing about it that whole situation that made me think um that may be what happened was him because I realized that when he asked to be traded in the first place, he wanted to go to the Patriots. That was one of his destinations. But of course they weren't going to trade him there because that's the rival. So he ends up in Oakland, which is like right. the, the equivalent of, of, of going to freaking nowheresville in the NFL. <laughs> they're not going to win. Any, they're not going to win anything. 
And not you, for a while, anyways. Not yeah. with Derek Carr as their quarterback. And when you when you're one of the arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL, do you really want to play in Oakland in, during the rebuilding years? So it's like, okay, I can't get out of the contract, but if I make them don't want me, and you know, this other team already has interest because I'm pretty sure he can minus the shenanigans. If you just looked at football wise, he pretty much could play anywhere he wanted to. If he shut up. Mm. <laughs> right. And well, and I, I, I think also too, with the, with the whole, um, I believe like sexual harassment from his trainer, I guess now there's like a civil suit floating around in Florida, yeah. Yeah. you know, what better way to keep your name out there? You know, like in the, uh, like in the NWA movie, when easy, E was talking to cube, all publicity is good publicity. People are going to keep his name in their mouth, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, what, hate him or love him. He's a great player. That's all. I mean, you can't really go any further than that. I mean, he's a great player. You might be a scumbag as a human being. Yeah, and, and he couldn't have dropped it. Not a better time. This week's episode being Antonio <laughs> Brown. What? Sexy? I didn't touch her. They had nothing to do with that. But <laughs> then I saw some videos that was going around. Of, I guess they're saying it was the, the lady who made the allegations. Where they were just kind of like hanging out, laying in the bed and playing and taking videos. And I was like, that looks kind of, if that's her, that look, I don't know, man. He might be telling the truth this time. But in a, <laughs> in a situation like that, I always, you know, wait until the facts come out before I make a judgment either way. Because right. you're not just one of, I'm not one that's going to, because uh, I have a, a family member that actually had been a sexually assaulted. So I'm never one to just dismiss anyone's claim or something like that but right. i'm not the type of, to convict anybody for something like that before it's been proven either so we have to see how that right how right. that turns out now what's weird to me is that yeah. you're, you're asking for money instead of asking for him to be locked up that kind of threw me off a little bit right um i don't believe a man or a woman i believe facts so when you have all the facts yeah. out in front of me we'll go from there um now, there's something I wanted to ask you about. Let's go. Did he forget? <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's still here. So it looks like his uh, his mic went mute. The air fit the one people might have picked him up. He was getting ready to go too deep. <laughs> I told him when, when we started talking about there we go. them, uh, them uh, reptilians last time, I knew he was going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I keep seeing the signal kind of jump in and jump out. Um. So in China, they have what's known as a social credit score, mm-hmm. meaning that if you act up or don't behave, you have a score that that goes up and down depending on if you're a good person in public. If you act up in public, certain things happen to you. For real? Um, you, can't, you can't travel on planes. You can't travel on the train. Uh, it's harder to get loans. Your kids can't get into private schools. Mm-hmm. It's a series of things that happen. Um And it's all based, they have cameras everywhere, so they watch you. Uh, If you get caught smoking in a non-smoking place, that can knock you down. Uh, Shouting profanities can knock you down. Uh, Let's see, defaulting on loans. Um, Getting into fights with your neighbors, domestic uh, arguments, drunkenness in public. All of these things affect your social credit standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, those with low social credit can't do anything. It's mm-hmm. kind of like rec- so you you can't get any of these. You can't get houses. You can't get loans. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the social credit? Uh, I, the concept itself. What do you think? Wow. 
it reminds me of an episode of Black Mirror. There's a there's literally an episode based around that where mm-hmm. but it was digital. It was like a, a score being kept the whole time and like you said, everything that you do, you you know, your popularity would go up or down and, and it's like wow. Now first there's a part of me that says that's not a completely horrible idea because there are some people out there that, that need to be kind of just you stay over there away from the rest of us. Like in the game, in the gaming, when you when you're a cheater on the game, or you quit mm-hmm. a lot, and they make you play on a server with nothing but cheaters. But at the same time, you do when you factor in the the, the human element, you do have to give people a chance to not be the same person every day. So that's kind of like on the extreme side, you're gonna put me in this box. You know, cause I, but see, I don't know like how many, how many outbursts does a person have to have before they end up in this? You know, I can't take a, I can't take a Uber because I, I, you know, I, I cuss too much or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's at the same time though, it's like, what is like? There's really no, there's really no guideline or really no no nothing in concrete that says what's acceptable and what's not but i guess in china i don't never been to china so i don't know what's you know how society works over there you know if everybody just you know is expected to use their inside voice all the time and never not use a cross worker don't spit on the sidewalk but it's, it seems kind of like it seems like it could potentially be beneficial but at the same time it's like extreme though like you're gonna you're gonna box me in because of a couple of things that I do, I guess. I don't know. It's kind what of do you think, Spider? Um, I don't like it. I don't like it because I I think something like that is easy to abuse. Yeah, because it's like, uh, where I mean, you, China. Where you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, China is communist. China is a communist country still. It's one of the last like real big massive communist countries around now that uh, not that the Soviet Union isn't what it is anymore it's it's all those different countries yeah and so everything in China I mean you can kind of see it with this Hong Kong thing China basically owns and runs everything and there's really no I mean there's kind of free thought so to speak if you're not specifically talking about something that the government doesn't want to talk about but other than that they control every all like all the news that goes out they control all the Everything that gets discussed in, in the local news, in the in science journals, and in, in all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that that they can arrest you for in China, just because you said something that was kind of like, oh, well, that's not really how the government feels, and uh, and we don't think you should have said that. So we're going to put you in a labor camp for a couple of years. Yeah, wow. So. I mean, stuff like here in the U.S., as much as people complain about how about government overreach and things right now, it's not nearly as bad as that. I mean, we have some problems here. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm not going to say that we're, we're perfect here in the United States, but we, we're, not, we're not China, and we're, not, uh, we're nowhere near that level of, of government control on people, just yet anyway. So, I mean, it, it might be different here, but I, in the long term, I see too much of a, 
too much of a potential for abuse yeah. by people who Could feel like they're in the right and they want to tell you, oh, okay, well, this isn't socially acceptable anymore. So if you do that, then nobody's going to associate with you. Yeah, because you, you could definitely aim it at a specific group of people because, you know, uh, um, like like it's like when you go to a club and they say no sweatsuit, no gold chains, no uh, sportswear, no sneakers. It's like, who are you trying to keep out of here? You know what I mean? There's a, there's a specific group of people that, that, that the more... I guess pop culture type are the people that would actually dress like that when they go out to the bar versus, you know, the, uh, a more of a button up and I don't know, but like uh, what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, you're right. You could just aim that at, okay. I know, you know, this group of people just culturally, they tend to act this way. So all, everything that you do is unacceptable and we're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to lock you up for it. You know, and and right, now right. it's it's a weapon. Like the same way that that is used here, covertly, to keep people out of different jobs and different positions. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can't. You know, that's not uh, uh, acceptable here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have mild versions of it here. It's not to yeah, the same very mild. That level, but it's still there. I mean, yeah. it's still a form of like. Right now, it's based around like uh, I mean, social media is kind of making it worse, where you can be named and shamed, where you might not have even really done whatever you're being named for shame, shamed for, but you get like a couple million people on the internet angry at you, and then all of a sudden you can't you can't go out in public anymore because people are throwing stuff at you and, and hounding you in restaurants and different things like that. But and, and the hard part about that is, again, if let's say you were completely innocent of whatever it was, and then they found out later, oh, yeah, you, you didn't do it. We have evidence. Nobody cares. Damage no, is no. done. The You're court of public ostracized. opinion is one of the worst in our country. Mm. Definitely. You know, nobody, nobody cares. And the funny thing about uh, the social credit standing, um, so as, as everybody knows, I can't do Facebook Live for till this Saturday. Uh, because I put up a propaganda picture of a boot coming to step on a not on the Nazi symbol. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it was it was a it was an anti-Nazi uh, World War II poster that I thought looked cool, so I put it on Facebook. Like, hey, we can all agree with this, right? Well, Facebook was like, no, nah, we can't, and took it down. Mm-hmm. They said <laughs> it uh, went against their community guidelines mm-hmm. because the way they probably screened it, they probably saw the Nazi symbol thought I was some hate speech kind of person uh, and will let me, they shadow banned me from Facebook Live. Didn't ban my account. Didn't uh, take me off for a couple of days. Just said, you know, because it wouldn't work. Facebook Live wouldn't work. And I like doing my updates. And uh, I was I was like, what's going on here? And next thing I know, it uh, it said, yeah, you can't use Facebook Live until the 14th. And I was like, it's because of that, because they think that somehow I have hate speech on my Facebook wall. And I can I can actually show the actual picture and like the whole thing that said this goes against community guidelines. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they do it, too. They uh, one of the guys at Facebook said after the Christchurch shootings, we're going to start uh, hammering down hate speech, so to speak. And I'm not one to to. Uh, to, to limit anybody's free speech. If you want to call somebody a, a racial epithet, 
you have the freedom to do that, but you also have to accept the consequences yeah. that come with using whatever racial epithet you want to use. Yeah. So yeah. yes, I, I am for I, I you know I'll fight for for a person's right. That's oh, I'm that, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's that's something that a lot of people aren't willing to upset to accept, especially a lot of people who, uh, you know, they like to to hide behind freedom of speech, which is awesome. Okay. I love the fact the that, like you ever. said, I can say whatever I want to, but I do have to be willing to deal with whatever consequence comes with that. Right. And you can't right. control, I can't, if I call you out of your name right now, I can't control how you react to it. Now, there'll be no. people, there'll people, no. be people who say, well, you, you guys should just talk it out. But if you the type of guy that punches people in the face and I call you out of your name <laughs> and you punch me in my face, <laughs> can I really be upset? You know what I mean? Right, right, and and if you call, if you want, if you want to walk with somebody and call them whatever racial epithet you want to call them, might be some anger behind that, you know, that 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 mm-hmm. that person's experience to where like they're just gonna punch you in your face, yes. and you know, I, I I will fight for your right to say that, to say whatever you want to say that comes out of your mouth, but there's consequences, and of course there's always um things that will get you in trouble for saying like if you uh like I they they like to use if you shout uh, fire in a crowded theater or like mm-hmm. bomb threats, but that's a call to action. That's so like, if I would say, you know, Hey, you know, go to such and such's house and do this, this and that, that's a call to action. Yeah. I'm telling people to go do something. So yes, in that regard, that should like, yeah, Hey, you know, do your job and get these people. I don't want anybody coming to see me or vice versa. Uh, but like just me, be sit, just sitting here saying, Hey, you're a jerk. Uh, you know, there's consequences for that. But at the same time, it's not hurting anybody. Um, it doesn't lead to, to people getting hurt in terms yeah. of like me saying it isn't calling people to go out and hurt people. Yeah. Me calling yeah. somebody a jerk might get my face punched in. Yeah. That's possible. You know, and, you know, but then, it's, it's. And then the guy that punches you has to deal with the consequences for punching you. Everything, you know what I mean, has a consequence behind it. Yeah. I call it's you, a domino. It's yeah. a domino. I say something, you punch me in my face. Now, if I decide to call the police, you got to deal with that for punching me in the face. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's worth it to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> now, how, how, well, how I won't long, disagree with you there. How long ago would you say uh, it was that this, this, this ban happened? Because I had, uh, I think it was the last week. It might have been. It's only Wednesday. So... Uh, it might have been over the weekend, but I ran into where I went on Facebook and I started getting these uh, notifications and it was telling me that my posts were being, was being removed because it went against the guidelines. And this was, this was just me sharing my episodes and it was just boom, 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 boom. So I kept putting, mashing up that appeal button. And even on Instagram, I clicked the link the iTunes link and it told me that that went against the guidelines and then all of a sudden the next day when I woke up it was all back everything was back and it, it was working fine and I was like wow that was kind of that was kind of weird somebody overreacted and then mine's, somebody else came by I was like oh it looks fine mine's been a I think it'll be around a month because it had the Nazi symbol so they automatically equated to me being a Nazi which if you know me that's the farthest thing that I could ever be so which is weird to me um, but I think because they, they saw that Nazi symbol, even though there was a boot, they didn't, they, they didn't see the boot coming down to step on it. And the, the, the 
The poster clearly says, step on it. Um, they didn't see that, but they did see the Nazi symbol. And they equated the Nazi symbol with me being with a hate crime of some form or fashion. Um, and I screenshotted it. The minute that I got it, I was like, nah, uh-uh. screenshot, mm-hmm. screenshot. Um, because you're, you're not going to, and I tried to appeal it. And they were like, no, our action was right. And I'm like, so you're Nazis? So Mark Zuckerberg is actually a Nazi? Because this is weird to me. Like, <laughs> you know, Facebook's always like, we're going to censor these groups of people. Um, but we'll let these groups of people talk. But when I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, I, I can't stand Nazis. Like, I don't like them at all. What? Uh-uh. No. Facebook loves them. What? So... <laughs> It it's it's a mess, yeah, man. Like there'll be no nice bashing around here. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be, I'll be back on on Saturday. I'll I'll have a whole live video everybody can check out, and I'll explain the situation. I'll probably end up showing the picture too, which will probably get me banned longer. But <laughs> you know, like I, I don't have anything to hide on that. Like there's no, you know what I mean. Like and the funny thing is, Deville, that picture was up for probably one or two years wow. before they actually said anything. So that had me thinking, man, like people who have pictures of stuff that, that aren't even like not Nazi related or anything like that. And even then, I don't think if it was Nazi related, like there's some Nazi posting Nazi pictures on Facebook. Okay. Like, you know, if you're stupid enough to be a Nazi and follow this dummy, then you two can <laughs> hang out and make out with each other. I don't care personally. You know, if you want to post your trash all over Facebook, cool, because you're just going to get, you know, people aren't going to mess with you. I'm one for for a free market approach. Like, if you want to be a racist or you want to be a piece of trash, okay, the community will just push you out. The community won't let you engage with them. It's better that we do it as a community. You know what I mean? To be like, hey, no, we don't we don't want you. um, We're not letting you join our group. So we're going to kick you out of our groups. Yeah. Let us handle it. You know what I mean? Because Facebook, they don't know what they're doing. They're just like, let's ban everybody. And then that hurts people like myself who just want to put out a, a Facebook live video of what I, we got coming up for the week and the, kind of my thoughts about cryptids and things like that. Um, you know, it's it just, it, it's, it's a slippery slope on this one because, you know, uh, Facebook is notorious for that. And I don't know about Instagram, uh, Twitter, of course, you know, people just get on Twitter and just talk a gang of trash because they, mm-hmm. they won't, they they have no inclination of getting into it like in real life. People Twitter's on Twitter, for rapid fire insults. It's not pe- for anything actually. Right. People on anymore. Twitter remind me of people who would who would talk trash and then run away because mm. they don't want the problem. They don't they don't want the fight. So they and that's social media in a nutshell. The villages. A lot of it is people getting on, you know, because because I've seen a lot of racist stuff on on uh, on social media because they they can't. They, they don't have to atone for that action. Yeah. They can get on Facebook and they can run their mouth and they can say all these hateful things. And, hey, you know what? I, that's, in, that's in your free speech. You're allowed to say it. But at some point, you're going to meet somebody that lives down the road from you. And you're going to say it on, on the FB. And they're going to be like, I remember you, yeah. that dude that was talking yeah. that trash. Yeah. I remember that. And Did then you say, James, right. shoes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like I have a a miniature Dotson. His name's Mr. Wing. Keep the joke to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a there's a pit bull that lives next door. And Mr. Wing's real tough until I open the door. (laughs) And if he sees if he sees him outside, he's not going out there. But when he see like he comes in the yard, he sees him through the window. He's real tough. 
No, um, really all it is is just like, it's, it's just people that, that are, uh, insecure that get on Facebook and just, they talk a gang of trash. Like they, they're not going to throw hands in public. And this is what I think. Um, I think they should have gyms and I think you should take your ID and a picture of your social media and you should be able to take it to this gym and whoever you have a problem with, they should also be able to take it to this gym. If they're in the area, if not, and we can work that out later. And uh, you should be able to box it out in the gym. Because, I mean, listen, that's what needs to happen. There needs to be more people um, that, you know, that that are allowed to beat each other up. I I don't don't see anything wrong with two folks wanting to beat each other up. I don't. But do it it in a controlled environment so spectators don't get hurt. That's all. I don't want to see kids get hurt or or the elderly or folks like that. Because I just move out of the way. If I see two people fighting... I'm, I'm going to do what I can and get out of the situation. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with me. But, like, kids and, and elderly might not have that opportunity. Put them in a boxing ring. Put some gloves on them and let them beat each other up. It'll be the – and then what you do is you make a pay-per-view out of it. Ooh. You get the money. You donate the money to, to, like, a kid's home or, like, some charity to help the to help the sick or help sick kids. Boom. I'm in for that. I'll watch it on TV. I'll buy the pay-per-view myself. Yeah, I actually saw – Dang, I forget what his name. He calls what the name of his page is, but he calls himself the Mumble Comedian, like a mumble rapper, but a mumble comedian. And they have a roast page, or I don't know if it's still active because I haven't seen anything from it in a couple of months. But they have a roast page where they basically jump on there and go at each other, a bunch of comedians. But when they have a, un- a misunderstanding, or when somebody feels that someone went too far. They were actually having boxing matches in the backyard. They they show up, glove up, you know, put on headgear, and you know we gonna duke it out. But that's how I remember coming up in the neighborhood. That's really how things were handled. Like if we, if I did something, said something that was just uh, that was just out of line, too far, you got your one on one, and then after that we can be friends again. But right now, for what you just did, we gotta fight, Buck, because of that. And, you know, once, once we're done, we're done. You know, the old heads pick us up, brush yourself off. Okay, now y'all shake hands and go on about your business. But sometimes you just got to get to a point where it's like, you know what? Uh, we're going to have to fight. You know, like you said, as long as it's done in a controlled environment, nobody's trying to stab or shoot or, you know, get wild with it. And we're just going to knock right. out. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Good old, good old knockdown drag out. And, and, you know, sometimes I think that's good for society. It, it gives a chance for people to kind of, like, decompress, you know, like, get in there, put the gloves on, put the headgear on, box it out, shake hands, get a beer when you're done. I, I like that idea. Yeah, that's the right. way. You remember there was a time where you, a man did something you like, you called him in the street and shoot him. <laughs> you called him. Meet me here. Listen here, Rob. I don't like your town. I'm gonna need you to make me at the square. Make me at the square. Son of that. I'm gonna um, bring you down. What was that? There was a comedian that was talking about. Uh, oh, Charlie Murphy on uh, Rick James when he slapped him. Mm. He was yeah. like, 
So you had to have to, you had to duel after that. Somebody had to die. Pow, pow. I challenged you to a duel. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, back in the day, you lily-livered carrot, I see you out in the road about what? the news. Would you like me? I know you got to tell me. Spider, did you do something you say to me? <laughs> I see you deville on the street at noon. Make sure you bring your pistol, cause I'm gonna bring mine. Well, I reckon you might want to wear a clean set of underwear, cause I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna knock your socks off. Look, your listeners are gonna be like, "Oh my god, I think they're gonna actually shoot each other." <laughs> this is crazy. This is the wild west. Hey man, my, my listeners know I get reckless from time to time. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why I click that explicit button before I publish it. You know what you? <laughs> you know what you're getting into. Sometimes we have to have a duel. <laughs> Me and the devil had to have a duel. <laughs> yeah, that, that was before the guns. You have to sword fight me. You know how vicious you have to be to fight a man with a sword. That's like listen, mm-hmm. and and you and you actually had to dress up to sword fight. You couldn't just rock your underwear and show up like greased up baby oil. Like let me tell you something, little brother. First of all, I'm gonna take my sword and I'm gonna cut you up real. No, you had to show up like full on dressed, like "Hello, sir. I heard you were making fun of me. I'm gonna go ahead and have to give you a slice with me sword, a little slicey up face, lesser face." I said, "Yeah, yeah." And you had to be good at sword fighting. And dudes, you couldn't be no slouch. You dudes, had to be a gangster with the sword. And dudes would actually show up. They would actually show up. And now we're out here getting offended by Facebook posts. We. Getting offended yeah. by, by by what Dave Chappelle says on the old Netflix. Yeah, we went from calling the man out into the mm. middle of the street for a sword fight to count, trying to cancel people on Facebook because they, I didn't like I didn't like his Nazi boots uh, post. Right. I don't like the fact he doesn't like Nazis. What? Wait, 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 wait. This is backwards here. We're supposed <laughs> to not like Nazis. That's the whole point of World War II. We had a whole war over that thing. Yeah, but uh, I guess I'm old fashioned. <laughs> are you Are you familiar with uh, Cyber Shots? Cyber Shot podcast. Nah, he was just um, he was just saying on his how I forget what he posted, but he posted something. He was going through the same through through this exact thing like over the weekend. He made a post. People didn't like it, so they were just they were coming at him on the post, but. The way he reacted to it, because I feel like a lot of times when you get attacked on the post, on your post or in the comments, they, from what I've noticed a couple of times I've had people come at me, they come real, just like subtly offensive. Passive aggressive. Yeah. And then if you, because what they want is, in my opinion, what they want is for you to blow up. Because then when you go nuts now, it's like, hey, everybody look at him. I told you. Yep. I told you he was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So that, yep. that was what I told him. That's what it is. I messaged him. And I was like, because he was saying how when he he responded to them, basically saying, well, why don't you come on the podcast and we can talk about it? And nobody would respond to that. I was like, of course that, not. that's not what they wanted. They wanted you to start cussing, nope. start flinging out all these negative terms and so yep. now we can run to Facebook and say, hey, this guy right here is a bad guy. Shut him down. And everybody, every, of the whole following that you've built now is looking at you different. 
because you let these one or two yep. characters pull you out of the person they've known you to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. What you do is you just act more passive aggressive to them because then they don't know what to do. I just, You're like, oh, you Dr. Philem. You're like, oh, how does that make you feel? Do you feel better <laughs> now that you've got that off your chest? I hope so, brother. Have a good day. And they're like, I didn't get the reaction. I'm out. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you deal with people like that. I just sent uh, Shannon Sharp gifts. You know what I mean? If you just if you go to your gift button and search Shannon Sharp, he's just got an abundance of just nice faces. Faces. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Gifts. That's how I respond to him. Yes. Just boop. Well, I, if I was you, I, I do, would I, do boop. Here you go. I do the Waka Flocka Flame one where he does the okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just do that. And then they're like, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite one is the Shannon Sharp, the, the skill. Skill. Listen, skill. Listen, skill. Listen, skill. You just go come on the post and just be disrespectful like that. Skill. But yeah. Skill. That's, that's skill. So, all right, what what do you guys, or do you guys have anything coming up that you want to talk about uh, or give a little little promo to? I'll, I'll let Spider do this because he hasn't really got to talk much over my talking and coming in and out of <laughs> communication because, I, thought, I don't know. I thought the kitchen got him for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Spider, tell well, me what you got, got to... coming up. We got a we got a pretty busy weekend here. We've got uh, tomorrow is of course our our next episode of this Uncanny Earth, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll be the episode with Wisconsin's own Linda Godfrey, who is uh, an, a bit of an investigative reporter who was around when Wisconsin um, had a little issue with a new werewolf kind of creature. They're not sure what exactly it was, but they still get sightings now again called the Bray Road Beast. And, uh, and she was one of the first people to start investigating that. And she's been investigating a long time, so we're talking to her. Um, then on Friday, we're going to be at the uh, the Canton Palace Theater. If anybody's here in Ohio and uh, and you want to make the drive, and if you can still get tickets, tickets sell out pretty quick. Because we're going to be at the uh, the next Small Town Monsters event for their next film, Momo the Missouri Monster, which again is it's kind of like a Bigfoot type creature by the looks of it, but mm-hmm. um, but we'll find out when we get there and when we watch the film. So busy weekend from us, uh, a lot of stuff coming up next week and in the future too. All kind of guests lined up, so um, so definitely keep an eye on what we got pumping out. And our uh, our good buddy Les Odell, he's in it that we had a pleasure to meet That's down right. in uh, That's right. down in Flatwoods. Uh-oh. So. You know that that'll be cool. Big shouts out to him. Big shouts out to everybody in Flatwoods. Um, next Thursday we're gonna do a sort of a thank you episode. Also, we're going to do the interview we did with uh, with Adam Smith from yep. the Flatwoods Monster Museum. Um, we kind of held out on that because we already had the spot reserved for Thursday because um, our Thursday guest is is important. It's gonna be. A go- I'm I'm excited for for uh, for her to come on the show. Um, and that's going to be really cool. So we, we held off for a week. Uh, da, 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 da. I believe Kat Hobson is our guest on Tuesday. And um, we're going to do a bunch of different things. I got a couple yeah. ideas and things I'm going to end up running through. So that's what we got coming up. That's what's up. Now, as far as your merch, those shirts, just in case somebody saw that shirt and they want to get it, where can they get it? You forgot? 
Spider, where can they get that shirt at? They can uh, they can go to our uh, our Facebook group, which is this Uncanny Earth official. It'll ask you to uh, it'll ask for approval from us, but we approve everybody. We haven't disapproved anybody just yet. And there's going to be a link at the top top of the page that's a, a PayPal link, and it has instructions on on how you send us your address and, and what sizes and all that other kind of stuff and uh, and what the costs are. And uh, for anybody who does not know yet, the shirts are ten bucks, ten bucks easy, easy ten bucks. And uh, international orders will require an increase in shipping because it's a lot of money to ship it overseas, and uh, we want to make sure that you get it. So we'll talk about you individually if you uh, if you are international and you want to get a shirt. We'll work out some some fair shipping with you. But other than that, it's mostly free shipping uh, unless you want special arrangements. And uh, and I handle all the uh, all the outgoing um, mail because I have mm-hmm. the, I have the shirts. So if you get at me and you're like, "Hey, uh, I bought a shirt. This is the size I need," I will have it out to you within the next mail day. Like it, it'll be the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I'll get up, make sure uh, my family's taken care of, and then I will make sure your shirt goes in the mail. Deville's shirt went in on a Friday. When did you get that? Did you get that on a Monday or Tuesday? It, it came Monday. I actually picked it up uh, Tuesday, but it was here Monday, like just okay. like you said. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, and I'll usually track it for you folks out there unless it goes international. I can't track international um, depending on where it goes because once it leaves the States, it's actually in the, or once it leaves our control, it goes into the hands of whatever uh, country um, that it's going to. And so uh, I, I can't I can't predict the outcome of that. If something comes up with that, uh, and, and, I, and I usually give the shirts about a month to get to where they need to go. If it's going overseas, I mean, if it's going to Canada, I don't really stress a month. Or if it would go to like Mexico, I really wouldn't stress a, a month. But if it's going like overseas, overseas Pacific or Atlantic, um, even if it would go to Hawaii, I would give it a smidge longer, like a, a good month. Um, and then if it doesn't show up in a month, get with me. I'll make things right, um, even at the cost of, of, of our own uh, out of our own pocket. Because mm. the last thing I want is a uh, is somebody that is disgruntled with uh, with us because that means that they're not going to listen to the show and they're going to tell people that hey they weren't good on their word. So I, I'm 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 a I'm a man. I make sure my word is my word is my bond. So if uh, if if a shirt doesn't come. Um, and anybody in the, in the states that tries to pull some tomfoolery, I can track that. So if you say I didn't get my shirt, well, it arrived at your house. I got the documentation here. Yeah. Overseas is a little bit different, but uh, it's it's an honor system thing, and we haven't we haven't met any disgruntled folks yet. Mm-hmm. Um, any overseas folks, I'll work with you. It's not a big deal. Just want to make and make sure. Oh, one more thing. Make sure your country will allow our shirts in because. Some countries won't. There's weird restrictions on different things like uh, cotton isn't allowed in some countries. I, I don't know why I didn't really check into that, but nobody's come at me from a country that doesn't allow cotton. Um, so just check your, your, your country's laws and regulations when it comes to receiving items. So right. that A, um, I don't, uh, we, or A and B, we, we don't get screwed out of each other's deals. I don't want to see people not get a shirt that really wanted one. And uh, I don't want to have to uh, have to re- have to reship something out because it's not cheap to ship out of country. So, or I don't have to ship it to like your relatives for you to get it. So that's really it. That's that's all. Um, 
We also have a Patreon that you can join. The link is in the Facebook group if you feel like joining. Um, if you see us with our shirts on Friday at the Canton Palace Theater, please come up and say hello. Uh, tell us what you love about the show. You can even tell us what you don't like about the show. Mm-hmm. We're not. Uh, we're not going to get upset. We just. We just like people to listen, and uh, we, we appreciate that. We appreciate you, Deville, having us on. Absolutely, as always, I appreciate talking to you every time. Now, you mentioned your Patreon, though. Uh, what do you got going on over there? Is it like exclusive content they can get or that they're not going to get just, you know, on, on your, your Facebook page or whatever? So so, so what we're going to do is um, we, are, we already have uh, a few Patreon donors. We're always looking to get more. Um, but they will get uh, exclusive video content, exclusive merchandise, um, just things like that, you know, like. One one of the uh, one of the top tier, um, and it goes five, ten, twenty. It's nothing like I'm not asking you to to give us five hundred bucks. Um, we're more looking at the start just to cover show fees, to pay for to pay for the show. Um, but at the at the top tier, I send a birthday card to whoever you want me to send one to. Let me send it to your mom. Let me send it to your dad. Let me send it to you. I'll send it to you. The guy. I thought that was a really cool idea. That I don't know if anybody's capitalized on that yet. But I will send you a birthday card. Um, you don't have to pay for it. I'll send it out. I'll pick one that you want funny. I got funny. You want uh, romantic. I got romantic, you know? So, you know, um, I will not send a card out with your name on it. All right. In terms of like, don't expect me to send one to your wife or to your husband. Uh, that's your job. You, you should do that yourself, but birthday card wise, I'll send it. Um, it'll be from, from me and I'll let them know that, Hey, so-and-so wishes you a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to impersonate you. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for, for, uh, identity theft. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it'll be like from, from the guys at this uncanny earth. And, uh, like I do with DeVille, you'll get, you'll get like a, a card that's personalized. And I personalized uh, a card for him when I sent him the shirt. So you'll definitely, you'll get that. And we're going to give him more stuff. I have more ideas. Um, it just, it's just going to take a little bit of time. That's yeah. All. Yeah. That was pretty. That was the uh, the icing on the cake right there. That card, when I saw the card, I was like, now that's dope. It's, you, because it's one thing just to put a shirt in the bag and put it in the mail, but you actually took the time to write me a card, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> My handwriting is kind of trash, so I apologize if uh, if that was a little tough to read. Damn, I, I'm hanging on to that. I might be able to sell it on eBay one day. <laughs> Just donate some of the money to charity if you do. If, you got if, that if, right. if it comes to that, just donate. Well, once again, uh, thanks you guys for coming on and thank you for the shirt. And uh, to the listeners, thank y'all for tuning in. I appreciate each and every last one of you, man. And like I always say, remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated because either way, you made a difference, my friend. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Vida <laughs> Di Thoughts by the Vida Di the podcast.